Hello everyone, welcome to episode 814 of Cold Wave Soundcheck. I'm Aaron Pollock. This year we're chatting with the performers of the Cold Waves 8 Festival running Thursday, September 19th through Sunday the 22nd at Metro and Smart Bar in Chicago. This year's performers include Popple Eat Itself, Nitzer Ebb, Test Department, Filter, Chemlab, Howjob, Severed Heads, Pig, and many, many more. Head to coldwaves.net for the full lineup and ticket links. This week we are chatting with Saturday Metro performers Nicola and Adam. This is Adult.
you sent me this wonderful time-lapse video of you guys painting your workspace completely black. I thought this was really interesting because I just tried for the first time a few weeks ago. There's a local sensory deprivation spot and I laid there for an hour and I felt great. I loved it. Uh, my mind was able to go places that, you know, with a nine to five job and two small children, it, it could never, it never has the freedom to, to go to. So tell me about what, what the inspiration was for you guys to paint everything black and, and try and, you know, do some of that sensory deprivation type stuff. Have you seen the film Altered State? I haven't seen that one. It's based on the sensory deprivation tank. It takes William Hurt's character, his genetics so far back through the experience that like he starts mutating. And it's like, really, I mean, I love it. We, we own it on the, uh, the, the old the DVD, DVD format. <laughs> I think often we, we approach every album in a different way. And so the last album we wrote, it was like in this isolated cabin in the woods and it was in the winter time and it was very scenic and there was like a lot of outdoor quality to it. And then we were like, well, what's actually completely opposite of that? And so this idea came about and it was like, what would it actually be like to be um, just really immersed in the sound like there's nothing visual and there's also like no understanding of time which I, I was really impressed with Nicola coming up with this idea because I think we want to make records that are timeless but they also need to be poignant and when she came to me with this idea that she wanted to do this, to paint the entire space black, floor, everything. You know, we're, we are in a culture of distraction now. Yeah. And so how do you focus? Just like your deprivation tank. How far along are you guys with your writing process? I saw you, you posted a sample today. Um, I think we're on eight. But we're writing very quick demos. Yeah. It's almost like just trying to sketch, you know, then we'll go back and look at like the sketches and, and see what's still lasting. This is a process we started on this behavior and we really liked it. We wrote 23 demos and then came out with how many songs on that album? 10. 10. And so same thing, just really working it out and, seeing what's appealing and trying to write quick. And the inspiration from that actually came from Douglas McCarthy from Knights of Reb. He was telling us that when Knights of Reb writes, if they don't have inspiration within two to three days, they just can the song. And we've never been that. We're more like a dog that yeah. will let go of your shoes. We're like, we have to labor over it. So in the past, let's say you have a 10 song album, we would maybe write 12 songs, but they would be fully flushed out songs, each one written in like, let's say seven to 10 yeah. days. And so now since the last record, we thought Douglas's comment was so interesting and we were like, let's do that. And so 23 demos for the last one. We're currently on eight here. We'll probably write somewhere around 16 
and go from there. So speaking of Douglas, who's going to be at Cold Waves, and Shannon, who's going to be playing at Cold Waves the night before you... So you spent some time with him when you were working on the the Detroit House Guest album. You mentioned him talking about his style of work and, and taking some of that inspiration. Did you find working with any of the other artists that, that there was anything else that you took away after spending some time with them that, that influenced how you recorded afterwards? I think we took a lot. I, I mean, I think we really were the fortunate ones on that album. It was like a real gift to see that inner working with six different artists and their approach was, I mean, it's like, there's nothing like that at all. And um, I feel like I grew tremendously out of the process. I've never been like a huge collaborator um, other than, you know, obviously working with Adam. I just feel so fortunate for that process. Yeah, it's amazing. Yeah, I mean, every single artist taught me so much. But, you know, it's like everybody works so differently. It's great. You know, Dorit, Dorit Chrysler, who's a theremin player, would wake up and she had a theremin. We put an amp in her room and she would wake up in the morning and she would just start playing theremin in her bedroom. So she's like playing sati before breakfast. Like, like, and this is coming out of, you know, the wooden door and you're just like, what, what am I really like li- listening to fucking Sati, like theremin? And yeah, like she, she was like an athlete that rehearsed constantly and wanted to work constantly. And then there was others that were more like, you know, once the sun went down, it was time to get to work, which is kind of more how we are. And anywhere in between, it was, yeah. I mean, every, you could name any person, it would be a yeah. hundred stories. Yeah. And we're all still friends with everybody. Yeah. I don't watch any reality television shows, but I, I tell you, if that was pitched to me, I would watch that. <laughs> well, you know, it's interesting. We, we also, because, you know, it was a grant that we won a grant to make that record. And we thought, you know, because grant people like, the social media aspect of all that stuff we were like maybe we should hire like a someone to film this and I think that's like the thing that's really interesting about the world we live in now of social media and we were like absolutely not like this is such a vulnerable situation we're inviting these people into our very domestic situation we're not collaborators at this point and we want to we want to have a film crew which now turns it into like a totally unnatural situation right and and to be contrarian to like metallica's what was it called monster documentary that was in the studio and in the therapist's office but it was mostly in the studio and it's like those songs were written. We brought people to our home because we believe how we write is very unique. And we, were, we wanted other people to have the exact same experience of how we write. What is it like now to bring a third character into our home? Because it's a home studio. And once you bring in a film crew, the home goes away. It yeah. all becomes theater.
I also wanted to touch a little bit on the live session you recorded with Jack White's Third Man Records, because I, I feel like he, he's done a lot of great things to keep physical music in the public's consciousness. And I saw that your performance, it, I didn't know about this beforehand, that, that they were able to uh, record it live in the Blue Room and then they, they would press it to acetate for anyone who attended there. Tell me a little bit more about that, because that, that just sounds so unique and wonderful. I think he really does an amazing job at creating vinyl lust, which is not a bad thing. It's actually a really great thing. Yeah, I mean, talk about terrifying, right? Because it is direct to acetate. I don't know if you know the exact scenario, but so what they do is they tell you beforehand, you need to prepare an A side and a B side that's what is it, 22 minutes yeah, or less? Yeah, they have a link. That's all they, they tell you. And we, we've, we've known Ben Blackwell from the Dirt Bombs, who does most of the operations in the Nashville facility. Offices, yeah. yeah. We did a split with him years ago. He was like, you guys just need to have, you know, 18 to 22 minutes per side ready. Pick your songs. And we'll tell you all about it when you get here. And you get there. And it is. It's a nice room, like a 400 maybe cap room, but there's this glass wall behind you. Not a huge, like it's maybe like four feet wide. And through the wall, you can see this Grammy award winning engineer and this Grammy award winning uh, lathe cutter. They literally cut your record to acetate while you're performing live. Like there's no... Like, if you mess up, if you shit your pants, you shit your pants on stage. Like, it's gonna be it's on the record, it's gonna be recorded. <laughs> you fall off the stage, it's on the record. Then, to make it more stressful, they have a camera on the lathe that's cutting the acetate that's going uh, projected onto the sidewall of the room while you're performing live. So it's not like you can even get it out of your mind and say it's behind you. It's, it's all around you. And if you actually listen to the very first song that we did, Blank Eyed Nosebleed from our second record, you'll hear this. If you know the song, you'll hear this hesitation in the bass line that I play on one of the synths because I hit the first note and I just froze. I was like, whoa like and this is after you know what 19 years yeah. it's so intense that you're cutting a record live like you're not just recording a record yeah live. you're cutting, you're cutting it. it into a lacquer and like there's a sign on the wall that says recording in process and the actual engineer comes on before you p perform and is like okay everybody here's what's going on they're about to perform four or five songs. The point is, it's really intense, and then halfway through the set, they make you completely stop so they can flip the record. Well, flip, put a new lacquer on. Or put it, yeah, put, put a new lacquer on, which is also a very strange thing to be doing when you're in the middle of, you know, a live set, because a live set is very, like, you know, you have an intended right. flow for it to be, and then suddenly you just stop and you're all just fucking standing there. <laughs> like, do to do okay, we're just waiting to flip the lacquer, or put a new lacquer on. So, anyway, it was like, 
an amazing experience and also just kind of like really intense. And it's so precise that our fog machine actually showed up in the recording. Yeah, like they had such good microphones. <laughs> but yeah, people can say what they want about Jack White that are outside of the scene that he's in, but I think he's done really great things for Detroit. Yeah, totally. You've been working with Deus Records, and they're re-releasing some of your earlier hard-to-find work. Um, tell me about working with them and, and getting some of that older stuff back out again. We just, a couple weeks ago, watched the Wax Tracks documentary. And one of the things we noticed, because it's on our mind, is they talked about so many of the bands on the documentary say a word can consecutively through all the different interviews where they say the word community. And I can really say that with Deus, it is such a sense of community. We were actually just at the bar uh, tonight. It showed up on my phone that Deus had made a post. Of course, I looked at it and it was about our recording process in the basement, the, the all black room. And they summarized what we've been trying to say better than we could have said it <laughs> yeah. on this post tonight. And that just really shows how much they're paying attention. And every band you talk to on the label is, it, you know, we've never talked to anyone that's unhappy. Well, it's just, it's a really amazing feeling. Um, Cause generally I think we always feel frustrated to actually feel like somebody gets it and somebody's, on your team or on your side or is your champion and um they're just happy you're keeping it weird kind of yeah vibe and with our back catalog i mean once again amazing they actually helped us get all of the the old ersatz audio stuff that we released it's our record label um all the adult catalog from that online I mean, that stuff has been non-existent for years because we just, you know, we didn't know how to do it. We didn't have the time to do it. We didn't have the means to do it. And they were like, yeah, we can do it. Just give it to us. Amazing. Is there anything else that you guys are working on or have put out recently that, that you wanted to mention? No, we actually decided that when we signed with Deus that we were going to do two albums nonstop. And that's what we wanted to do. And so we did 75 shows for the last album. And we've got six, uh, not all have been announced yet, but we have six really exciting shows, including Cold Waves, which that that's just for us, for me, Test Department is a really important uh, band for me. And then Severed Heads. Yeah, Severed Heads. Not to play favorites or anything, but Severed Heads for Nicola and I has, I would guess, I don't know, once a week yeah. for the last 20 years, there's always a Severed Heads record. It's, on. Yeah, it's a huge inspiration for us. Even if our work doesn't necessarily sound like that music, it's a huge inspiration for us. I mean, we've come to bless this house by Severed Heads. Nicola will play once a week. <laughs> and if once it goes on, it'll be like 40 times. Like, you'll just hear, you know, and it's such a great song. I mean, I can't tell you the amount of hours I've sat just studying the way that they write music. 
it's a really exciting time yeah. for the style of music we're doing right. and having peers like Zeno and Oaklander and Drab Majesty and Hyde and people that inspire us and make us want to make yeah. a better record. It's just, it's, it's really is back to the word community. Yeah. You, you feel a part of something that's exciting and you want to, infuse it with more excitement or try my last question for you is a listener question i think this is my first ever listener question 75 episodes in peter co says that he went to art school with adam and he remembers adam injuring his hand or his arm on some glass tube uh and he wants to make sure that that you healed properly and all is good now <laughs> no my god i haven't heard the name that name in a long time. Yes, I, uh, at the time, had no money and was making my art from dump, dumpster diving and was making a, a joke with somebody. Could have been Peter. I don't even know. And I dove, I literally dove into a dumpster and it was full of uh, fluorescent bulbs. Oh, shit. And I cut my arms up pretty bad. But that made it into the art. It's you know. alive. When you're in college, you think that that blood makes the art better. So, <laughs> thank you. No, thank you. All right, this is a beautiful song about love.
On this episode, you heard Violent Shakes, New Frustration, and Love Lies live at Third Man Records. Adult can be found at adultperiod.com. Our opening music is Madmaker by Accumination. Our closing music is Messiah by Splinter Group. Subscribe to the show through Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or your favorite podcast app. Join us next week as we chat with Sean and Chris from Conformco. Our closing segment each week is dedicated to the inspiration for Cold Waves, Jamie Duffy. This is a message board post from Jamie back from 2001. July 2nd, 2001. What's up, crack hose? I just wanted to say hello. I have been working my ass off lately. I did monitors for Joan Jett last night. I worked 16 hours on Saturday doing The Cult, Monster Magnet, Stabbing Wayne's World, Bird 3. I'm sore. Today I bumped into an upright bass and it fell on the stage and cracked the neck. Oops, accidents happen. I'm going to see Pantera and Slayer tomorrow and I'm so happy because I haven't seen Pantera in 10 years and you all know how much I love Pantera. I'm mixing Kill Hannah at Summerfest on Friday. I moved recently and my apartment has no phone so I only hit the net when I'm at work, like right now. So I apologize if I've been out of touch. Back to work. XOXO Jamie.